Take a seed, you plant it, you grow it, you dry it, you roll it, you smoke it, and it goes down smooth. Hey! Spanning the continent to bring you the truth about cannabis and marijuana law reform. I smoke pot and I like it a lot. CannabisRadio.com presents The Russ Belleville Show The voice of the marijuana nation Hey, this is great, man Now, here's your host Radical Russ Belleville Good day, tokers and tokettes and non-toking lovers of liberty. It is Monday, May 9th, 2016, and it's got to be 420 somewhere in the world. Welcome to the show. We're coming to you live, or actually recorded live. We're not really live at the moment, but uh, recorded live here from the Gaylord Palms Resort in Kissimmee, Florida, or Kissimmee, Florida. I get the pronunciation right there one of these days. Right by Walt Disney World here in Orlando. It's a beautiful resort, and it is the site of the Marijuana Business Conference and Expo brought to you by MJ Business Daily. And folks, this conference is huge. We're talking hundreds of vendors, thousands of attendees. I think they said 3,000 people were attending. This may be one of the biggest conferences I've ever covered. Today is a crash course in marijuana business. Folks are just enjoying plenary sessions. Uh, there is no expo set up yet. Tomorrow will be the expo set up and all the breakout sessions. And, uh, of course, we will bring you all sorts of interviews and highlights from the expo floor here in Orlando, Florida. As, of course, uh, medical marijuana is on the ballot again here in the Sunshine State. Uh, Amendment 2 is its uh, denomination again, so people don't even have to change their yard signs. Looks pretty positive for medical marijuana passing in Florida this year, and that's why all of these business entrepreneurs are here at the event. But today's show is all about what was happening yesterday, actually two days ago, uh, the Global Cannabis March on Saturday, which took place all over the world, 300 cities or more participating. And I've heard some great reports from some of these cities. I was in Fort Worth, Texas with DFW Normal, marching with them uh, from Hyde Park to the Tarrant County Courthouse. And it was quite an amazing turnout, especially when you're considering we're talking about Cowtown, Texas. We have all sorts of great speeches and speakers and highlights from that event. And that's going to be the subject of today's show, the Russ Belville Show, all from Fort Worth, Texas, uh, this weekend. We've got uh, Sean McAllister. We've got Barbara Humphreys, all sorts of people speaking out, Eric Espinoza, and a couple of speeches from myself as well. That's coming up here in Hour 1, plus more in Hour 2. So today is all about Texas, all about the Global Cannabis March. And I hope you had a good time at your Cannabis March. Remember, uh, there'll be a show today and tomorrow and Wednesday. Thursday, we'll have no show because I will be flying from Orlando, Florida to Anchorage, Alaska. (laughs) One of the longest flights of the year for me. Making my way to Anchorage to the second annual Northwest Cannabis Classic. I'll be emceeing once again for Corey and Kendra up there in Anchorage. Uh, It is the premier event in Alaska. Uh, it may be the only event in Alaska, but that doesn't mean it's not the premier event, right? So I will be there uh, emceeing and delivering some speeches and meeting with folks in the 49th state, America's last frontier, the great state of Alaska. So uh, enjoy the Russ Belleville Show all through the rest of the week. We do have the Cannabis Radio News coming up next. And uh, in our radio news headlines today, we've got that Missouri initiative likely to make the ballot. Sacramento 
California, they're looking at banning uh, marijuana smoking if landlords don't like it. Augusta, Maine is looking at hiding the marijuana magazines behind the counter. There's some votes coming up in Northern California on outdoor grow bans and taxation. And right here in Orlando today, they're deciding whether to join other Florida cities and counties in decriminalizing marijuana. It's all coming up on the Russ Belleville Show. Stay tuned. We're back with the news right after this. This is the Russ Belleville Show on CannabisRadio.com. When you are starting up a medical cannabis business, you want a fired-up lawyer who understands the needs of cannabis consumers. The law office of Lauren Vasquez is your fired-up lawyer for the cannabis industry. Visit her website, fireduplawyer.com, or call 1-855-MMJ-LAWS for more information. That's 855-665-5297 for Lauren Vasquez, your fired-up lawyer, or email fireduplawyer at gmail.com. Educator, author, and advocate, Dr. Mitch Earlywine is here to tackle the burning issues. And I'm here to clear up the myths about cannabis and burn them away with science. CannabisRadio.com presents a no-holds-barred platform that seeks to redefine and revolutionize the entire scope of the cannabis culture while opening the door for more to join the cannabis crusade. Dr. Kevin Hill. You can't ignore the fact that, like alcohol, most people who use don't have a problem, so I think that you need to think about policy in that way while educating people properly about marijuana. I think that's the way to go. Burning Issues, only on CannabisRadio.com. Dr. Dabber, hurry! Its temperature is shooting past 1,000 degrees Fahrenheit. It's burning up! I'm afraid for this little guy, it's just too late. What caused the problem? Only Dr. Dabber can maintain the perfect temperature for a smooth-tasting, slower burn. This standard vaporizer lost all of its health benefits, sending it up in smoke. So you're telling me that most vapor pens burn so hot they produce smoke, not vapor? Correct! Keep away from those standard vaporizer pens and turn to Dr. Dabber, doctor's order. Less heat, more flavor. It's time for the Cannabis Radio News. Covering the latest headlines in consumer cannabis, medical marijuana, and industrial hemp. Cannabis Radio News is now available exclusively at CannabisRadio.com. Now your marijuana headlines in 4 minutes and 20 seconds. This is Cannabis Radio News. This is your Cannabis Radio News for Monday, May 9th, 2016. Jefferson City, Missouri. Activists with New Approach Missouri have submitted their petition signatures to place a medical marijuana initiative on the November ballot. Activists needed over 160,000 valid signatures with a statutory minimum from six of eight congressional districts. Amber Langston, an activist with Show Me Cannabis, tells Cannabis Radio News they turned in more than 250,000 signatures. Missouri's medical marijuana program, should it make the ballot and pass, would be the most expansive medical marijuana passed in the United States since 2008. Unlike recent states that have forbidden home cultivation and smokable marijuana, Missouri's law would allow patients to cultivate six plants at home and to purchase raw cannabis flowers and other products from a system of dispensaries. Sacramento, California. 
Assembly Bill 2300, which would allow California landlords to prohibit the smoking of marijuana within their properties, has passed the Assembly and is being heard by the Senate. California law already prohibits smoking medical marijuana anywhere tobacco is banned, which includes most public places. The California Apartment Association, which sponsored the bill, said it was important to give landlords the explicit right to ban marijuana smoking as they can ban tobacco smoking. Marijuana activists were quick to note that such a restriction could impact the health of medical marijuana patients, but the bill's author, Assemblyman Jim Wood, disagreed, saying, quote, Prop 215 does not specifically mention the right to smoke marijuana. Qualified patients will still be able to obtain and use medical marijuana through all other non-smoking ways, end quote, such as edibles and oils. Activist groups are holding out for an exemption for vaporization of cannabis. Augusta, Maine. The legalization initiative that recently made the ballot in Maine will require retailers to place pot-themed magazines like High Times and Dope behind the counter like pornography. Marijuana Policy Project, the D.C.-based organization leading the initiative campaign, rejected such a restriction to Colorado's marijuana laws just three years ago. Communications Director Mason Tavert in 2013 told Reason Magazine, quote, the fact that legislators passed this rule, despite being informed it is a gross violation of the U.S. Constitution, de- demonstrates the bigotry that still exists with regard to marijuana, end quote. MPP's backing of the main initiative does not, however, indicate their wishes to have such a magazine ban. MPP joined with the grassroots group Legalize Maine, and the censorship was part of their initiative language, not MPP's. A constitutional challenge to the restriction is bound to be successful. Northern California. Localities in Northern California are set to decide marijuana measures in a vote this June 7th that could seriously impact outdoor cannabis farming. In Nevada County, voters will decide whether to keep a ban on outdoor cannabis cultivation approved earlier by the Board of Supervisors. In Yuba County, voters will also decide on overturning an outdoor cannabis cultivation ban by allowing grows of six plants on less than an acre and up to 60 plants on grounds 20 acres in size or larger. City of Sacramento voters will decide on a 5% tax on commercial grows. City of Davis voters will decide whether to institute a 10% tax on retail adult-use marijuana even before legalization is voted on this fall. Orlando, Florida. Orlando's City Council this afternoon will be deciding whether to join other Florida cities and counties in decriminalization of personal possession of marijuana. Since the ordinance passed its first reading, councilors amended the language to increase the proposed $50 municipal fine for possession to $100 for a first offense, $200 for the second, and $500 plus a court appearance for subsequent offenses. Councilors also added a diversion program for indigent violators to opt for community service or substance abuse education in lieu of paying the fine. Orlando would join the cities of Miami Beach, Hallandale Beach, Key West, West Palm Beach, Wilton Manors, and Tampa, as well as Miami-Dade, Broward, Palm Beach, and Volusia counties in some form of local decriminalization of marijuana possession. This has been your Cannabis Radio News for Monday, May 9th, 2016. I'm Russ Belville.
With over six years of experience in the industry, New Era CPAs is one of the nation's leading cannabis accounting firms, helping hundreds of growers, dispensaries, and ancillary companies with their tax, legal, and business strategies. New Era CPAs offices cover the West Coast from Seattle to San Diego, and their skilled team is always available to help you take your business to the next level. Visit NewEraCPAs.com for more info and set up a consultation. Welcome to the New Era. Gondrepreneur.com, your guide to the cannabis business world. Gondrepreneur.com is a comprehensive resource for cannabis professionals and entrepreneurs. Download the Gondrepreneur app on your smartphone or tablet to catch up on cannabis industry news, scroll through our daily job listings, and learn about successful cannabis companies, executives, and investors. Gondrepreneur.com, helping Gondrepreneurs grow. Activism begins with ACT. The Rush Belleville Show features the stories of hardworking grassroots activists working for an end to prohibition in today's activist agenda. Welcome everybody to the 2016 Global Cannabis March. Are you ready? This is a march about celebration of freedom and reclaiming our Ninth Amendment rights as Americans. So, so glad to have you here. We've got a bunch of great speakers joining us today, too, so that you can fill your mind with all the resources you need to help convince people that this war on a plant is not working, is not necessary, and is bound to fail. So, we're going to learn more about this because there's a lot of aspects of the cannabis plant. There's the industrial hemp aspect. I'm wearing a hemp shirt and a hemp hat today to prove that. There is the uh, adult use aspect, just relaxing like you would a glass of wine with some friends. But I think one of the most important aspects of cannabis is its medical aspect. That's how we started reform on the West Coast in the early in the mid-90s. That's how reform is certainly spreading across the United States today. Joining us to discuss the medical aspect of cannabis, I've got a great guest here, Christy Zartler. She is from Mothers Advocating Medical Marijuana for Autism. One of the first people I interviewed on my show for uh, uh, the Russ Bell Show. Hey there, Old Town Psycho Party. Yeah, yeah, legalize it. Legalize it. And not only that, renewable energy source. Renewable energy source. I like that. Christy's going to tell you about Mothers Against Medical Marijuana, or Mothers Advocating Medical Marijuana for Autism. Some of the first people I spoke to on the medical marijuana aspect, Marie Myung-Ok Lee and, uh, uh, oh, now I forgot the other lady's name, but uh, who both, yeah, there's there's so many that have dealt with uh, their children's autism by using cannabis. She's going to tell us more about it. Give a big hand to Christy Zartler from Mama. Hello. Can everyone hear me? Okay. Okay, I'm going to say it again. I'm from Mama, Mothers Advocating Medical Marijuana for Autism. Um, MAMA is an organization dedicated to prom- promoting the medical use of cannabis for autism. MAMA advocates for the legalization of whole plant medical cannabis. We are working very hard to get Austin autism listed as a qualifying condition in each state. 
as our lawmakers change medical cannabis laws. Um, how many people here know somebody with autism? Can you raise your hand? So that's a pretty big number there. Okay, autism rates. Uh, autism rates have risen 14,000 percent since 1970. Currently, one in 68 people have autism, and if you are a male, it's one in 42. Um, if this trend continues in 20 years, one in two people will qualify for an autism diagnosis. There is no cure for autism, and we don't know what causes it. The medication prescribed by doctors that are used to treat autism are harmful to our body's organs. And most importantly, it causes permanent brain damage, irreversible. So I'm speaking here today to ask for your support and your help um, for our autistic community here in Texas. Autism patients in Texas need help from each and every single one of you here. Um, so please reach out to um, Reach out and start a conversation with friends, your family, and neighbors about medical cannabis. Um, learn who your legislatures are and get out there and vote. Send your um, legislatures an email or call their office or make an appointment and speak to them. Be polite and courteous. They have no knowledge and don't understand the plant as a medicine. Um, let's see. If you need help getting started, just reach out to any of the leaderships in DFW Normal. That's where I got started. That was just last year. Um, all the information is out there, and all you have to do is look for it and read it and uh, learn about it. And you will find that there are very many advocate groups out there. Um, they are easy to contact, and they will answer all of your questions. Um, and they can lead you in the direction that you want to be in this cause. Um, so I'm happy to see everyone here today, and I see a lot of familiar, familiar faces. And so I just get started and help, help the patients of Texas. Um, thanks for coming today, and let's have a peaceful and a wonderful march. All right. Once again, give it up for mothers advocating medical marijuana for autism. Boot to the head. Ow, you booted me to the head! soon to a city near you cannabis finance boot camp get all your cannabis accounting legal and compliance questions answered by their knowledgeable panel of industry experts who want to help your cannabis business boom whether you're a grower dispensary operator or a newcomer to the field your cannabis business needs cannabis finance boot camp for information on upcoming events visit cannabisfinancebootcamp.com 
growing green to generate more green. Hello to all you happy herbalizers, smiling, trippy hippies, and everyone who believes in freedom and tolerance. This is The Grow Show, and I'm Kyle Cushman. From food to fuel, from remedy to resource. Welcome my guest, Ed Rosenthal, the guru of ganja. Let me ask you, right now I hear your lighter clicking. Are you smoking indoor, or are you smoking sun-grown? What am I smoking? I'm smoking concentrate. <laughs> Way to get out of the answer there. So you're truly like the, the, the king, right? You just have you just clap your hands and somebody brings you a bowl and you're all set, right? Mm, I wish that were the case. <laughs> the Grow Show with Kyle Cushman, only on CannabisRadio.com. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Promoting the end of adult cannabis prohibition is easy because we have facts, science, reason, compassion, evidence, truth, and logic on our side. It's even easier when researchers catalog it all for us. Learn how to gather the facts on marijuana use, arrests, seizures, rehabs, drug tests, and more on this edition of Drug War Data Mining. And new, let's give some appreciation to the Fort Worth PD for being cool. All right. I'll tell you, it, it, it may sound like a weird reason, but one of the reasons I want to legalize marijuana is because I like cops. I, I like cops. I like law and order. I like being able to call someone if someone's breaking into my place or someone's beating someone up or whatever. You know, I want the traffic to be smooth and orderly. And I think we shouldn't waste their time dealing with us. Now, I talk to a lot of cops all over the country uh, when I do this job. And I say, you know, what would you rather do? You know, work a, a pot rally or work the football game where they got beer for sale? They're like, oh, <laughs> by far the pot rally. <laughs> by far the pot rally. We're easygoing, peaceful loving, kind people. And they know that. Most of the cops know that. It's usually their superiors that aren't too cool with it, right? Because they know where the budgets come from, and they know where the votes are, and they know how people think. But at the at the street cop level, they're cool about it because they know we're not a big problem in the world, right? So that's part of why I want to legalize. I've got cousins who are cops. I don't want them getting into some situation where somebody's shooting at them over weed. Because really, the worst thing about weed is that it's illegal, and because it's illegal, it leads to crime and violence, right? You take the illegality out of it, there's no more crime and violence. I live in Portland, Oregon, where if one weed dealer's got a problem with another weed dealer, they don't shoot each other, they go to court. Yes. They can just take yes. it to court, right? Because yes. it's legal. Yes. Right? When, when we got uh, uh, people that are selling weed in Portland, Oregon, the proceeds of that aren't going to buy the dealer a new Xbox. They're helping to pay for a school, Right? We sold in Oregon in our first month of legal sales $14 million worth of marijuana. That, to me, says there's $14 million worth of illegal trade that is now legal trade, that now became taxed and regulated and inspected. When I'm buying a bag of weed, I know how much THC is in it, how much CBD is in it, whether or not pesticides were used on it, whether it was grown indoor, outdoor, or greenhouse, how long ago it was grown, 
who grow that marijuana. I can go online and look up their record as to whether or not they've been cited in the past for any of these problems. That's the way legality can change this. And it's an honorable thing you're fighting for here today. Some people will put us down as a bunch of potheads, a bunch of weedheads. No, we are freedom fighters in the mold of our founding fathers who grew hemp. Right? Couple other quick statistics for you. When it comes to the growth of the marijuana industry, the growth of marijuana, one of the things our opponents have been very scared of, and they said, oh, my, we can't legalize weed because what about the children? What about the children? Here's an interesting stat. Looking back 10 years ago, when you counted up how many teenage pot smokers there were, regular pot smokers, like um, once a month or more, right? Take that number of teenage pot smokers from 10 years ago, 12 to 17, and you compare it to the number of pot smokers over the age of 50, it was two to one. There was two teenage pot smokers for every one senior pot smoker. 10 years later, those numbers have flipped. There are now two senior pot smokers for every one teenage pot smoker, and the teenage pot smokers didn't go up any. Senior pot smokers went up from about 0.9 million in the country to 3.1 million in the country. They've nearly tripled the number of older people smoking pot. You know why? Because young people can get pot. They've got a hookup. They know a guy at the school or at the, the lot or at work or something. They got a man. They got a guy. They can get their weed. Guys my age, we're not going to hang out in the Walgreens parking lot waiting for you to show up with a bag. We got jobs and kids and work to do. So once you legalize it, suddenly people my age and older are the ones flooding the pot stores. It's for sure, man. I, all the, pot, the Portland and Washington and, and Denver pot stores I've been to, it's middle-aged folks and older getting their legal weed. I think that's a beautiful thing. And one last stat for you. When it comes to women and men in marijuana legalization, Women's support of marijuana legalization in national polls always lags 7 to 12 points behind men. Men generally support legalization. Women are generally 7 to 12 points behind. Now, part of this is because of demographics. When you look at people who have ever smoked pot in their lifetime, it's about 52-48. More men than women, but about even. When you look at people that are smoking pot every day, where are you? Where's my everyday? Look how many male hands went up in the air, right? When you look at people that smoke pot every day, it's two to one men to women. There's two everyday male pot smokers for every one everyday female pot smokers. So ladies, if you're looking for a fella, smoke more weed. We're out there waiting for you. This is the Russ Belleville Show on CannabisRadio.com. Russ Belville Show is proudly sponsored by the Marijuana Business Association. The MJBA, called by NBC News the Cannabis Chamber of Commerce, is the fastest growing business association in the fastest growing industry in America. I've been working with the MJBA for years and I personally invite you to join the MJBA. MJBA also publishes the popular MJ Headline News on Facebook and the MJNewsNetwork.com and Marijuana Channel One on YouTube. Visit MJBA.net for more details. Georgia 
Hi, this is Willie Nelson. Alcohol prohibition didn't work in the 1920s, and marijuana prohibition isn't working today. It's time we stopped arresting responsible marijuana smokers. It's the fair thing to do. For more information, contact Normal, the National Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Laws. Call toll-free 888-67-NORML or visit their website at norml.org. The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be. The Vuber way. The cannabis community is a diverse set of people from all walks of life. Conservative and liberal, black and white, straight and gay, rich and poor, and everyone in between. Learn more about the people we are freeing from adult cannabis prohibition in our Cannabis Community Chat. that can help you figure that out. MPP, 
Anybody know what that is? Anybody? These are places that you need to start going out and lobbying for. What Women Grow does is we help connect people into the industry. We want to make sure that everybody has a fair chance, but you have to show up. You have to come out. You have to use your voice because you are what makes us strong. United we are, and that's how we started this, and that's how it's going to end up, and that's how we're going to get to that finish line. Like he was saying, I was in the United States Navy. I was with the Fleet Marine Force for about five years and six years total. I got out, and I did what everybody does. Let's go drink. Let's go party. Let's maybe go to college. Maybe. I don't know. Right? And you start thinking, what am I supposed to be doing with my life? Right? So I drank a lot, because that's what you do in the military. You're told to go out and commiserate over a beer. Hey, you know what ale is? I didn't know what it was when I first got in, but I damn sure found out. You know? I was like, i got to figure out this beer thing, because I smoked weed in high school. That's what all the soccer players did. You didn't have a hangover, you didn't have any problems, and you felt better the next day. But everybody's telling us that it's bad for us, okay? And mentioning that, you know, we're hitting balls with our heads. So where we might get concussions, and what do you think the weed is doing? It's helping us. And those women go on to be doctors, attorneys, patrons of the county, one of the best soccer players. Women's soccer right now brings in more money than the males. Hello? Women have to come out, and so do men. This is not men versus women. What this is is uniting us together, understanding that we have to do this together. You must vote. You must lobby, and damn sure you better smoke that weed. Thank you. Operation Trapped is Texas Normal. It's something veterans are doing. We're raising awareness. We're raising awareness to veterans who are dying 22 a day. Did you know, statistically, they do not count California and Texas in the suicide rate? They are not documenting it. So it could be 40 to 50 a day. This is a problem. This is an epidemic. We have to unite to let our soldiers, our sailors, our coasties, our Air Force, everybody to come back. We got them home safe. We got to keep them that way. Thank you. Please vote. You know, I think we should just keep up this streak. How about another veteran? How about a veteran that owns a business? How about a veteran who's using hemp to power his business? A veteran that invented a pen made of hemp plastic based right here out of Fort Worth. Does that sound cool to you? Give it up for my friend, Mark Linde of Green Spring Technologies. Hey, everybody. Yeah, it's great to see everybody here. I got a question. Show of hands. How many people know you can take plants and turn it into plastic? Raise your hand. We can take plant material and turn it into plastic. But, but somehow our government tells us certain plants are illegal. Explain that to me. Huh? It makes no sense. The hemp pen. We're making the hemp pen. It's made with 100% plant material. 100% plant material. The hemp is from Kentucky. The corn is from the Plain States. 100% grown and manufactured in the U.S. The factories in Fort Worth, Texas, and we work with as many veteran companies and disabled and social services wherever possible. It's really important to us to keep 
the economy here. We don't want to see any more plants closed. We don't want to see any more jobs, jobs closed because the plant moved overseas because it was cheaper to make overseas. We don't want to see that happen. And plant-based materials is a solution. Let me tell you, folks. So please support what we're doing and please support the other companies as well. We're not the only ones. There are an amazing number of companies all around the world that are doing insane things with hemp. There's a guy, a Canadian guy in Costa Rica building an airplane out of hemp. There's a guy in Key West, Florida driving a car made out of hemp. There are people all over the world building houses made with hemp. But somehow our government tells us it should be illegal to grow that plant. Makes no sense. Uh, the pens uh, are going to be available online soon. Best thing is to like us on Facebook. Uh, we'll let you know when our e-commerce site is up. Uh, we have 3D printed pens available right now. Stop and see us on the way back. The injection molded pens uh, will be available in a couple weeks and we'll let you know. We got a real cool video that Sean McAllister did a really good job putting together for us. And we think you're going to like it. So thanks everybody for your support. You ready to give it a quick five minutes? Radical Russ here in Fort Worth in Hyde Park for the Global Cannabis March. Fort Worth, Texas under DFW Normal and Run into our good friend Barbara Humphreys. How are you doing, Barbara? Great. How are you? Fantastic. I see you've got art for sale. Yes, I do. Lots of art. I have paintings and jewelry and all kinds of stuff to sell, T-shirts and whatnot. You are the uh, patient outreach coordinator for DFW Normal. I know there's been a recent uh, law that's been passed here in Texas, but how are things going on the patient advocacy side? The law is a very limited bill for intractable epilepsy, so it's only really for a small fraction of people. We have a lot of work to do still. Um, we have a lot of lobbying to do. In 2017, it's going to be a new session. There'll be new bills. We'll be pressing them hard back at the Capitol, doing our thing. Right on. How are things going for you personally? Awesome. I've been uh, finished with my cancer treatment since October. And I feel awesome, and I'm growing hair, and yeah. I get more energy every day. Were your uh, doctors all cool with your uh, cannabis use? Yeah, I talked to them, uh, most of my doctors and nurses. In fact, I got a few of them to write me some letters that I read at the last march, um, talking about how they wish they could prescribe it to me because uh, they can see the benefits and how it helped me during my cancer treatments. Wow. So uh, minds are changing out here in Texas, even if the law is changing slowly. Yes, definitely. I change minds every day. We all change minds. That's right. So this is, uh, oh, I like this guy's t-shirt. I just want to smoke bud and watch Green Bay football. Go Pat, go. Here in Dallas, that's tough to say, but go Pat, go. <laughs> right? <laughs> this is an amazing event we got here. We got a, a group of young kids, uh, skateboarders, uh, playing some hacky sack, so you know it's an official weed event. Uh, right? <laughs> For sure. Booths all around us uh, and all sorts of stuff being sold here. Is this as big as it's been in Fort Worth? It's been bigger, but people usually tend to show up closer to the March time, so it'll grow. For sure. All right. Well, we're going to uh, keep on keeping on here at the Global Cannabis March, my 11th anniversary of activism. Barbara, thanks for stopping by with us. Thank you very much.
This is the Russ Belleville Show on CannabisRadio.com. Hey everybody, it's Radical Russ here from 420 Radio inviting you to be like me and get your ink done at Lucky Horseshoe Tattoo, Fort Worth's most female-friendly, clean, sterile, awesome tattoo shop. Thomas and his crew are true artists who can design you a custom piece or use a design you bring in. Lucky Horseshoe Tattoo also offers all styles of tattooing as well as piercings and all-around fun. In the DFW area, stop by Lucky Horseshoe Tattoo and tell them Radical Russ sent you. Trust me, it'll feel awesome. Normal stands for responsible adult cannabis use. If cannabis use is causing problems in your life, consider taking a break or seeking medical assistance. Consider ceasing cannabis use if you have a family history of mental illness. Don't drive or operate heavy machinery while impaired by cannabis use. Cannabis use is not without risks, even though the risks may be far less than those posed by legal drugs. Don't want to spend money on a night out, but don't know what to do other than watching TV or playing video games? Consider playing guitar, bass, banjo, or mandolin. The instrument will give you hours of entertainment with friends with minimal expense. Stop by the Fingerboard Extension, downtown Corvallis at 120 Northwest 2nd Street today, or check out its inventory on the web at fingerboardextension.com. what I have called total war against public enemy number one. I support a change in law to end federal criminal penalties for possession of up to one ounce of marijuana. That marijuana, pot, grass, whatever you want to call it, is probably the most dangerous drug. Some think there won't be room for them in jail. We'll make them. I experimented with marijuana a time or two, and I didn't like it. And didn't inhale. And one major responsibility is to encourage people to use less drugs. Entirely legitimate topic uh, for debate. Radical rant. Ready to get the Ladies and gentlemen, there are only a few people that I really, really, really look up to to the point where I want to listen to their voice every single day. <laughs> Russ Belleville puts on a two-hour radio show five days a week, and you better believe I'm listening. You know why? Because he's tuned in to the news in a way that I've never seen a marijuana activist before. And I get my news from him so I can lead this chapter and the state of Texas the most meaningful and best way possible. Please give it up for my friend, Russ Belleville. Thank you, thank you. Wow. Thank you so much, and uh, give it up again for Sean McAllister, the best chapter leader in the planet. Woo! Awesome. This is my third time in the Dallas-Fort Worth area to do this march. I'm always so heartened to see so many people come out because I live in Portland, Oregon most of the time, and I don't know if you check the news, but we legalized weed there. Yeah, it's, it's legal there, right? If I don't like the weed for sale at the shop on 24th Street, I walk four blocks down to the one on 28th Street. Or yeah, the one on 32nd, or the one on 42nd, or the one on 62nd, or the one on 79th, or the one on 39th. You get the picture? There are over 200 working retail outlets for marijuana shoppers in the city of Portland, Oregon. And yet, something very strange happened. The sky did not fall. 
People still went to work. Kids still went to school. People went shopping and played soccer. And everything is still the same as it was before, except when I want weed, I don't gotta call a guy, wait a half hour, go to the parking lot, wait another half hour to see if he shows up, pick him up, take him back to his place, listen to his We sold 14 million dollars worth of marijuana. And that's not false inflation, 14 million dollars on 300 dollar ounces, that's 150 to 200 dollar ounces that we are talking about. Because here's an unalienable truth about marijuana legalization. Legalization crashes prices. The price of weed crashes. They're just a story in the Washington Post. Washington State started off at $25 a gram. They're now averaging $9.62 a gram. And as with the world's highest marijuana tax, including 37% excise tax plus 6-9% to state and local tax, we're still talking $9.62 a gram. Wholesale, $2.99. $2.99 a wholesale. So, and yet, even with that price coming down, we've created thousands of jobs. And not just the jobs in the pot shops or growing the marijuana or trading it or processing it, but guys who make dab kit tools, guys who make vacuum purge ovens, guys who make all sorts of things that they never thought would have anything to do with marijuana. I do these trade shows all over the country. And, and I end up talking to these guys that, you know, really kind of look out of place, you know? They look a little like me. <laughs> a little short hair, a little laid back and, and square, and I, I start talking to him and interview him for my show. I said, well, what do you sell? Well, vacuum purge ovens. Now, what does that do? Well, it was originally made for hospital, uh, you know, medical grade, like if you need a hip replacement or a knee replacement, they got to put these parts in there and vacuum purge and make sure there's absolutely no chance of infection whatsoever. Vacuum is a medical device kind of thing. Like, oh, so what happened here? Well. It also turn, turns out you need vacuum purge ovens to take butane off the hash oil after you've made it. So this guy's business has been tupled since the legalization of marijuana. So when people are out there, some of them, you know, they may be driving by or they're not part of our group, you know, people that aren't as educated, they may think that legalizing pot has nothing to do with them. Au contraire, it has everything to do with you. And that's the important thing. We all know. You know, don't you? You know. We all know. This is a plant. It's no big deal. It should be legal, right? Well, it is. Only 14% of the U.S. public smokes pot on a regular basis. So we got another 86 to 88% of people to convince. And we can try and convince them with medical. There's all sorts of great arguments for that. And there's arguments for him. But I also want to give you a glimpse of the future to show you how important it is to legalize for a right that I call nunya. Ain't none of your damn business wants to smoke a pot. Whether I'm sick, healthy, religious, atheist, what well, doesn't matter. It's my right. The Constitution has something in it called the Ninth Amendment that says the enumeration of this Constitution of certain rights is not meant to deny or disparage others that are retained by the people. I'll translate that from 18th century. We couldn't write all your rights down, 
You got a whole bunch of rights. We're not gonna write. You have the right to breathe air. You have the right to kiss your wife. You have the right to eat a steak. We're not gonna write them all down. If these guys were growing hemp and writing it on hemp paper, I think they would have thought we have the right to grow hemp, don't you? Yeah. So, so we've got this right, and we need to start exercising that and, and portraying that as a right because there's certain dangers inherent in the medical marijuana argument. And I've seen this because I've been in Oregon where they've had medical since 1998. And what we've seen as the evolution of medical marijuana is the first states, California, Oregon, Washington, Colorado, Montana, they had what we call whole plant medical marijuana. You're a patient, grow a plant, heal yourself. Yeah. That's the miracle of medical marijuana. It's not that, that marijuana is such a great healing herb. It is. But that's not the main point. The main point is it takes the doctors and the pharmaceutical companies and the insurance industry out of our healing. So when medical marijuana came along with whole plant, you can grow your own medicine and treat yourself, hoorah! But they, of course, did not like that, those who opposed marijuana. And the next round, starting in 2010 in Arizona, the next round of medical marijuana laws were no home grow. In Arizona, they set up a rule called the 25-mile halo that says if you live within 25 miles of a dispensary, you can't home grow. Well, <laughs> hello, Arizona's what? A few cities and a bunch of desert. So wherever someone's living, there's bound to be a dispensary, and you're bound to be within 25 miles of it, and it so happens that in the state of Arizona now, 97.2% of the patients live within 25 miles of a dispensary. Now that sucks for patients, but it's great for a dispensary owner. Great for a dispensary owner, right? So that's been the laws that passed in Arizona and a few other eastern states where all of these can't grow it yourself, but you can shop at a dispensary. Well, hell, we wanted medical marijuana to get out of the pharmacy and out of the doctor and out of the middlemen. They're trying to bring the middlemen back in. And the latest round of these, starting in 2014 with Minnesota and New York, now most recently Pennsylvania, I can't even call them medical marijuana states because you cannot have plant. You can only have non-smokable varieties of cannabis. So now we're taking the whole plant out of it and making it another, yet another thing in a pill bottle or another thing in a syrup bottle or another thing in an inhaler that you can barcode and patent and overcharge us for. Do we want that? No! So it's good to argue for medical, yeah, because it opens people's minds, but you've got to realize that is a stepping stone that leads to the argument of, look, if we're not going to lock up the sick people, why would we lock up the healthy people? And here's the thing about medical marijuana laws. When you draw this line, you're drawing, when you make a medical marijuana law, you're drawing a line that says, above this line, if you're over this sick or over this disabled, we won't put you in a cage. But if you're under this line, sorry, Charlie, you're going to jail. And the problem is somebody who deserves medical is always going to fall under that line. So we have the mama here, right? Mother's advocating medical marijuana for autism. Pennsylvania, the 24th medical marijuana state, is the first to recognize autism as a condition for medical marijuana treatment. You can't get medical marijuana in Oregon for your kid for autism. It's not on our list yet. Well, the hell with these lists. Let's go with what works. I'm tired of these people telling us we need to have the FDA tell us that the drug is medicine before it's actually medicine. Do you stop and think about it? Every drug ever recalled was once approved by the FDA. 
thalidomide and Vioxx and drugs that killed people. And we've got 7,000 years of documentable evidence that marijuana has not killed anyone by overdose. This goes back to the Chinese emperor's capacity. And you know what they'll say? They'll say, well, that's not science. That's just anecdotal evidence. That's just, that's just anecdotes. Barbara here, she's just an anecdote. You're just an anecdote, Barbara. My friend uh, LK, he was a veteran. PTSD, he's passed now. Just an anecdote. Little Alexis Martel, 400 days seizure free. Just an anecdote. I'll tell you what, I'll take even one surviving anecdote over all of your delay in science any day. on someone's skin fading away. Well, we can see someone who has suffered through the horrors of war or rape trauma or any number of things that can cause post-traumatic stress to finally be able to relax. Part of our problem in, in fighting for this, though, is that the other side, they, they'll allow medical marijuana because there's a little moral game that's going on here. Well, you know, potheads are bad, but someone suffered from cancer. That's worse. So we'll let them smoke. But in accepting that argument, there's an inherent, but if you're not sick enough, you're a criminal. You ever heard that saying that sometimes in the medical marijuana states they'll say, we're patients, not criminals. None of us are criminals. <laughs> we may be outlaws. We're outlaws at the moment, but we ain't criminals. We are good, law-abiding people. And when you really get down to the nuts and bolts of this, this drug war, and particularly this marijuana war, is a tool of control based in inherent systemic racism and classism in this society. Just recently, there was an unearthed quote that was in Harper's Magazine, front page story, and it dates back to the Nixon era. Richard Nixon. No, he was not a crook. No, no, no. Richard Nixon. And, uh, it was Ehrlichman, which is his public policy advisor, speaking to this reporter, who had asked him about the war on drugs. Because a little history lesson, back in 1970, Nixon wanted the scientific backing to keep cracking down on pot. So he hired this governor named Raymond Schaefer. They put together a commission. He's got this Republican governor working on it. By God, we'll get a damn hard lesson on pot for these kids. The governor came back and said, you know, really, we ought to decriminalize it. In 1970, they came up with this. The federal government came back with a report and said, we studied the whole thing and it ought to be decriminalized. And Nixon went, well, screw that. Threw it in a wastebasket. So, when they were at this reporter's asking about that. He's asking about how Nixon and how they came up with the drug war despite the commission saying it should be decrim. And Ehrlichman said, and I'm paraphrasing because I don't remember the quote exactly, is that they knew that this war on drugs was bunked. But they also knew that if they could demonize marijuana and heroin, they could infiltrate the black power and uh, hippie power movements, the left-wing movements, anti-Vietnam War movements that were brewing in that day. We knew if we associated the blacks with heroin and the hippies with marijuana, we could infiltrate their leadership, break up their meetings, and end their power. 
So that's exactly what this is based on, and that's what it's still based on. Marijuana is what I like to call the police's magic key to your Fourth Amendment. If they say the magic three words, I smell weed, suddenly your rights go out the window. They start rifling through your car and packing it down and searching it and booking it. It's all a tool of keeping us controlled. The police know that marijuana doesn't really make people violent or belligerent or criminal, but they also know I smell weed is a handy way to start messing with someone they think is up to something. Like, I know that long hair's up to no good. I know that tattooed fella's up to no good. I know that guy's up to no good. But I can't really prove it. What's that? I smell weed. <laughs> or worse, they bring up the canine. The canine dog. As if it's a scientific tool. Understand that over 50,000 years of, of human dog evolution has left the dog brain to want to please its master. If that cop wants that dog to alert, it will alert. Whether the cop thinks he's trying to make it alert or not. There's a really cool study they did on this. They took these canine cop teams, a whole bunch of them, and they sent them to four different rooms. They filmed what happened in four different rooms. Now, here's the setup of the rooms. The room can either have a red piece of paper or not. The door on the door. Red piece of paper on the door or not. And the red piece of paper says, there's drugs in here. And the room can either have drugs in it or not. Right? So if you do the math, that makes four rooms. A red room with drugs, a red room without drugs, a blank room with drugs, a blank room without drugs. Now, if the dog's a scientific instrument, it could give a shit what color paper is on the door. Because its nose is going to detect the drugs, it's going to detect it in, in the rooms that have drugs and not in the room that doesn't. But the cop, that red piece of paper means everything. That's where I think I can get a bust or an arrest. And so they ran the test and guess where the dogs tended to alert more? On the red piece of paper, not the drugs. The rooms where there was drugs and no red piece of paper, the dogs didn't alert as much as rooms that had a red piece of paper and no drugs. So that proved that it's the handler, it's the human being that's running that dog that causes the problem. So we are up against this tool of control, and marijuana is so entwined into so much of this control. They say that there's not a lot of people in jail or prison for marijuana. They'll say, well, there's only 0.1% of people in jail for marijuana. Well, yeah, how many people are in jail? 2.3 million, 0.1%, what is that, 2,300? That's some people in jail for marijuana, ain't it? And they don't count a lot of people who are in jail technically for, well, they're actually in jail for marijuana, but technically not. Like, if you got busted in a fist fight for assault, you're a young man, you got drunk, you hit someone, you got assault on If you got your act, then you're on probation. And then they bust you for being hot on probation. When they put you back in jail, it's not for failing because you smoke weed, it's for the original charge, the assault. You're drafting you So that doesn't come up in there, statistics. A lot of this stuff doesn't come up in So, First and foremost, thank you. Give yourselves a big hand for being here on the courthouse steps. A site I will always remember. People fight for freedom in Texas. This is about your freedom, your constitution, your heritage. Hemp has been on this continent since 1611. Met 
medical marijuana since 1850. Recreational marijuana since the days of Louis Armstrong, the 1900s. Keep on fighting for it. It's all right. I'm at Thank you. This is the Russ Belleville Show. The Russ Belleville Show is blogging and podcasting daily at RadicalRuss.com. You take a seed, you plant it, you grow it, you giant, you roll it, you smoke it. You take a seed, you plant it, you grow it, you giant, you roll it, you smoke it, and it goes down smooth. It's time for Toker Talk Radio, the voice of the marijuana nation. What are you people? On dope? Where you can tow. I am here. Uh, or you can talk. I experimented with marijuana and didn't inhale. Or you can talk and talk. Ten federal criminal penalties for possession of up to one ounce of marijuana. While we talk about toke on Toker Talk Radio. So, by the way, when it comes to pot, you know, if you're 40 years old, you live in a log cabin in Oregon, you got 12 giant pot plants in your backyard, have a ball. Live from beautiful Portland, Oregon at Rolla J Studios. Plus your calls live at 971-533-7111. They're walking on their pants with their cap on backwards, listening to the end of a man, the Snoopy Snoopy Poop Dog. What's to keep somebody from getting all potted up on weed and then getting behind the wheel? Gateway theory doesn't work. It's a reality. Holland, is it real? We're locking up people that take a couple of puffs of marijuana, and, and the, the next thing you know, they got 10 years. And now, here's your host, the guru of ganja graphics, the sultan of sativa statistics, and the worst nightmare of a reefer-mad prohibitionist. A polite, perspicacious, productive pothead with a propensity for PowerPoint. Radical Russ Belleville. Radical Russ here in Fort Worth, Texas at the Global Cannabis March. We are at the uh, Fort Worth Civic Plaza, and I'm making my way over to something that is very almost Portlandy, and that is we have a pack of Elvi, that is a group of Elvises. I don't know what the common uh, demonym is for a pack of Elvises, but they're all on these little tiny mini bikes. Elvises! So, is there an official name for a group of Elvises? Is it a pack? Elvi. A, Elvi. a murder of Elvi? Gaggle. A gaggle of Elvi? What's this all about? You just here for the march? It's Saturday. Oh, it's, an, oh, it's Saturday. It's Special Elvis Saturday. Right on. So, these guys are all on these little mini bikes. What what size bikes are these? C50. C50. Okay. Little tiny bikes. Oh, this is what i got to get a picture here with the Elvi. Hey, take me. I particularly like Mohawk Elvis. I, I think there's something special about Mohawk Elvis here. <laughs> that special punk cut flavor. The brownies are later. 420, man. 420. We're, we're a rather predictable group. <laughs> 
Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I got, I'm sending it to my dad. He's a huge Elvis fan. Yeah. <laughs> So many friends that I get to meet here in Texas that uh, every time I come back, the Afro Redneck is here. Uh, yes, this is uh, the Afro Redneck. Uh, we're trying to say agriculture can't save the South. It does disappoint me that Arkansas is about to be the first progressive, self-proclaimed Southern state to uh, have a, a, a intelligent... Uh, marijuana policy, but um, the 13 southern states, Afro rednecks carrying a cross. I, I look like Jesus Christ walking around a marijuana event. God, 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 he gave me the plant. Right on, right on. But yo, my atheist friend. <laughs> God loves atheists too, I understand. Stay, hey, stay black. <laughs> That's all I'm asking. That's all I'm asking, man. Come on, man. Color folk. You know, you don't need an excuse to listen to jazz or mess with the brothers and the sisters. And uh, But America, we're very good mixing. But um, we're very happy Ted Cruz is out of it. Uh, if you want to see the Republican Party be a reality TV show. And Bernie is not out of it yet. But, uh, Russ, I love you. You're my mentor. Thank you, man. Stay black. I'll do my best. Do my best. Thank you, brother. All right, let's see who else we can talk to here. Oh, this is a man dear to my heart. We got Thomas Barrington from Lucky Horseshoe Tattoo setting up. You got everything here. Man. If they don't make it, uh, I'll make it. And if they don't sell it, then uh, I'll make it again. I got local glass blowers that glow for us, Jeff Zorn. We got all kinds of suppliers here for this event, and we're gonna we're gonna eliminate prohibition eventually. They're just yeah, gonna yeah. have to give in to us. Well, it's amazing. It's happening here on the the Fort Worth Plaza, and my my favorite thing that he's got sitting here is the uh, the Death Star grinders. <laughs> they look little carved Death Stars, man. They're the bomb. <laughs> Little Death Star grinders. Bunch of great glass. So Lucky Horseshoe Tattoo, more than just a tattoo now. Uh, giving all of your uh, uh, glass and uh, accessories needs. Smoking and tattoo needs. Smoking and tattooing. And believe me, folks, they go well together. Uh, I'll tell you, there's something, uh, you know, that, uh, that little uh, THC CBD, that helps a lot when the needle's hitting the skin, let me tell you. <laughs> yes, it does. Huh? Yes, it does. <laughs> yes, it does. Awesome. It feels awesome. <laughs> All right, let's walk around here and see who else we can talk to you guys from Texas Wellness Center are here. What's up, Texas Wellness Center? How you doing? Oh, man. Good. How you doing? Good, good. Uh, tell folks your name and, and what this is all about. Uh, so my name is Carlos Frias, and I'm the CEO of Texas Wellness, and we are a company that provides hemp uh, CBD-rich products. Uh, so we you know, provide CBD oil, CBD tinctures, CBD vape juices, and CBD is the compound naturally occurring in the cannabis plant that has all most of the medical benefits that's mostly recognized as having benefits. So we provide that in a safe legal alternative that's derived from hemp because Texas doesn't have access to legal cannabis at this time. Yeah, Even Texas, though we've legal, we, we have legalized, Senate Bill 339 yeah. did pass last year, but uh, the DPS is still figuring out you know, how to issue licenses. And they're going through the uh, – they're selecting the, the vendor to – 
create the platform for licensing and applications processing and whatnot. So, and we're also one of the companies that's applying for a cultivation license oh, under Senate Bill 339. Where our background is we were cultivators in California for over 10 years. So originally from Texas, Texas boys, and now we move back to kind of you know, be, be in the, the ground level of the scene. So yeah, yeah. bring that wave, uh, from West to East. Exactly, man. And it, well, it's, it's in the East coast too now. So, you know, New York has medical cannabis, Maryland has medical cannabis, uh, Pennsylvania has medical cannabis. So we're just, we're behind, man. Yeah. yeah. So this is, uh, what you've got right now is legal regardless of what the Texas law was. Yeah. And then when the Texas law changes, will that change your formulating? Yeah, so our, our, our business model is at that point, we'll provide cannabis oil, CBD cannabis oil for patients that are approved under the state program and continue to provide hemp CBD products for people for general wellness reasons. So if you have chronic pain, you're not going to get approved under the state program. You can still buy our hemp version of our products. You know, And the ridiculous thing is that when we open our facility, we'll be cultivating these same plants that are considered to be hemp in the state of Colorado will be grown in Texas as cannabis. That's excellent news. All right, so uh, people listening on the show, they're going to want to know how to get in touch with you guys or learn more. You got some websites or contact info? Yeah, you guys can go to our website, www.txwellnesscenter.org. Visit our website. Our contact info is on there. And uh, check out our products and give us a shout. All right. Check it out here in uh, the Dallas-Fort Worth area, Texas Wellness Center. I'm Radical Russ. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. This is the Russ Belleville Show on CannabisRadio.com. Tommy Chong is ready to cut through the smoke and change the tone of Tilk Radio. All you have to do is decriminalize. We don't need a government regulation to tell us this is good pot, that's bad pot. We don't need any of that. The Tommy Chung Podcast, only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome to my world. You can find Radical Russ online everywhere. Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, YouTube, SoundCloud, Snapchat, LinkedIn, and Boise State University's 2400 baud modem bulletin board system from 1985. Dr. Dabber, hurry! Its temperature is shooting past 1,000 degrees Fahrenheit. It's burning up! I'm afraid for this little guy, it's just too late. What caused the problem? Only Dr. Dabber can maintain the perfect temperature for a smooth-tasting, slower burn. This standard vaporizer lost all of its health benefits, sending it up in smoke. So you're telling me that most vapor pens burn so hot they produce smoke, not vapor? Correct! Keep away from those standard vaporizer pens and turn to Dr. Dabber. Doctor's order. Less heat, <laughs> More flavor. With over six years of experience in the industry, New Era CPAs is one of the nation's leading cannabis accounting firms, helping hundreds of growers, dispensaries, and ancillary companies with their tax, legal, and business strategies. New Era CPAs offices cover the West Coast from Seattle to San Diego, and their skilled team is always available to help you take your business to the next level. Visit NewEraCPAs.com for more info and set up a consultation. Welcome to the New Era. Pod 2.0 It's not your father's Woodstock weed. (laughs) This is the Russ Belleville Show on CannabisRadio.com.
cannabis and hemp, and we also do the Texas legislative process. But today, well, back in 2014, I started a social media campaign called Action for Alex. One of our actions has been taking jury nullification, education to the streets and communities across Texas. Sadly, I have to tell you the story about my son. Let me take a breath. It is tragic. My son Alex gone off to become a Marine, just like his older brother Charles. I was so proud. He earned his title as a Marine, was only home a couple of weeks. Asked a friend for a ride, and within a few short moments, they were pulled over on traffic violations. They were searched. My son was charged with his friend and first degree felony, killing, possession, and distribution. And it did not matter that my son was not aware of what was in that car. And it did not matter that my son had no prior arrest and was a Marine in the United States Army. Hello. They were both arrested and charged equally. You know, if you're chosen to be on a jury, that judge is going to ask you to vote according to the law. But y'all are here today, you know marijuana laws are unjust, right? You could nullify unjust marijuana laws if you're on that jury, if you think they're unfair or they shouldn't even be applied. What would I ask you today? If someone like my son is that defendant on trial for an unjust marijuana law and you're the jury, what can you do to make a difference in your community? Unfortunately, 
Alex's case is just now coming to a conclusion. With persistence and determination by the lawyer, Alex's charges were reduced to a Class B misdemeanor. He was in the wrong place at the wrong time, but he will pay a $900 fine to Hearst Department of Probation's Computing Needs Service. I started action for Alex to bring awareness to my son's case. I quickly and sadly learned my son Alex is only one face in over 72,000 other Texans arrested every year. That's one arrest approximately every eight to 10 minutes in the state of Texas. Who's gonna stand for that anymore? One last time, if you're charging me out of jury of a cannabis related case or any unjust law cases, what can you do in your community to make a difference? What will you do to make a difference? No one belongs to jail for a plant. Thank you. God bless y'all. Have fun. Thank you for coming. My name is Barbara Humphreys. I'm 32 years old, and I am a survivor of stage three. I am a survivor of stage three invasive breast cancer. I developed it in my 20s, which is very, very young, but I've come to know a lot of people in their 20s who are suffering from the same thing, and it's unbelievable. During my treatments, I went through one year of chemotherapy, 33 rounds of radiation, and I had both of my breasts removed. I used can cannabis oil during my entire treatment, and it helped me eat. It helped with my mood. You couldn't imagine how depressing it is when someone says you have cancer. When you have a two-year-old at home and a four-year-old. A two-year-old and a four-year-old at home. Thank you very much. Can you hear me? During my... During my chemotherapy treatments, I started going to the Capitol in Austin where I learned how to lobby for marijuana reform. And I testified in multiple hearings on the bills that were introduced last year. And I've been on TV many times. I'm very outspoken about my use of cannabis because it helped me so much. I feel like without it, I don't know if I would be alive right now. On my very first trip to the Capitol, I met a gentleman named Vincent Lopez. He was a very, very brave Texas advocate. Um, he was in a wheelchair. He could barely move. His muscles had uh, atrophied on him. It was just sad, terrible thing to see. But he would show up at the Capitol every single time. We had a lobby day or a meeting, and he was there. And unfortunately, Vincent passed away a few months ago. And so I wanted to talk about him and what an impact he made on my life. Because if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be here today talking to all of you. I also serve as the patient outreach coordinator for DFW Normal. 
And here pretty soon I'm going to be putting together a patient outreach event. And I would like to get a lot of DFW patients involved to come and learn about being more active. I'd like to teach you different lobby techniques and just get you involved in what we're doing here. So if you see me and you want to be more involved, hail me down. I have my information. I'll give you a way to contact me. You can also find me on the DFW Normal Facebook page. And keep an eye on that page for the event announcement. Thank you for coming. Is it getting chilly in here, or are you wearing an anatomically correct bra? When you are starting up a medical cannabis business, you want a fired-up lawyer who understands the needs of cannabis consumers. The Law Office of Lauren Vasquez is your fired-up lawyer for the cannabis industry. Visit her website, fireduplawyer.com, or call 1-855-MMJ-LAWS for more information. That's 855-665-5297 for Lauren Vasquez, your fired-up lawyer, or email fireduplawyer at gmail.com. This is Cannabis Facts from Robert Platshorn's TheSilverTour.org. Supported by our donors and Hemp Inc., poised to lead America's hemp revolution at HempInc.com. In 1937, the second most prescribed medicine, marijuana, was banned. It wasn't about marijuana. The paper, oil, and chemical industries lobbied to end hemp farming. No longer labor-intensive, an acre of hemp produced more quality paper than four acres of trees. Plastics and fibers could be produced from a plant. Hemp can even produce ten times the energy of today's ethanol. As marijuana prohibition ends, many states now allow farmers to again grow hemp. This was Cannabis Facts from the Silvertour.org, an educational nonprofit supported by our donors and Hemp Inc., a public company poised to process America's hemp crop at hempinc.com. Cannabis use isn't the only thing growing. So are we. Grow with us. Cannabisradio.com. From high atop Mount Soldad in San Diego, California, 100 feet above sea level. Good morning. It's good news with cannabis nurse Heather. This plant is amazing. Positive change is happening. We did it. No matter who you are, you can make a positive impact on the world. I would rather be illegally alive than legally dead. And that quote helped to give you strength. Nurse Heather is only on CannabisRadio.com. Good morning, Cannabis Nurse Heather. Gondrepreneur.com, your guide to the cannabis business world. Gondrepreneur.com is a comprehensive resource for cannabis professionals and entrepreneurs. Download the Gondrepreneur app on your smartphone or tablet to catch up on cannabis industry news, scroll through our daily job listings, and learn about successful cannabis companies, executives, and investors. Gondrepreneur.com, helping Gondrepreneurs grow. a package here for Radical Rick. Is there a Radical Rick here? How about a Rick Russ? Any any Rick Russ? Somebody named Freddie Barack has sent him a package. Anybody? 
What is that? That's like a stop. You're tuned into the Russ Belleville Show, the voice of the marijuana nation, only on CannabisRadio.com. I've been a marijuana activist, we called that, since 2011, when I attended my first DFW normal meeting at Veterans Park. Has anybody been to Veterans Park in Arlington? Less than 50 people were there, and it was a cookout. And I went with my girlfriend and my, my best friends and my brother. And from that moment, when I felt like it was okay to not be ashamed to be about marijuana law reform. And I realized that I was forever changed after meeting some of these people. And from that moment, I've really felt like I wanted to do my best for Texas because we need a loud voice in this argument, do we not? But it can't just be from people like me or the people that you're used to seeing at events like this. It's gotta be people like you who are afraid to do something like this. Because I'm afraid, is it stopping me? Should never stop you, it should never hold you back from doing what you believe in. And my best friend has been involved with DFW Normal with me since day one. And I've begged him and pleaded with him anything that I could do to get him to be more than a DFW normal member. To get him to be more than just somebody who always showed up and always had something positive to say. But to be a damned activist for marijuana. And my friends, it's finally happened. And so I would like to introduce to you my best friend, a man who suffers from cerebral palsy, who is here in a wheelchair today and yet standing on these steps right with me. Who will and shall become one of the faces for medical marijuana in the state of Texas. Please give it up for my friend, Eric Espinosa. I've been a DFW member since 2011. I'm also, thank you, you should sign up today. I'm also a executive member of the Libertarian Party of Texas. So it's your right to do what you want to do with your body. That's how I feel about that. Uh, At the age of four, I was diagnosed with spastic cerebral palsy. There is no specific medication for this. There is no pill that I can take that'll make the spasm better or make my quality of life better. I've been on opioid opioid therapy, um, various other medications through pain management clinics. It doesn't work. Does it work for anybody else? I didn't think so. Today, We are taking part in changing cannabis and history in Texas. 
peacefully assembling here, showing our strength. From lobbying our capital, the educational meetings and various gatherings that we've had, I've seen our community of activists grow exponentially. Do you feel free? I want to live in a Texas where I am free to choose between pharmaceutical and natural means to treat my mind and body. To see science be free, to study this plant and gain way more than we ever thought possible. And more than anything, I want to welcome the medical refugees back to their home. Today may be your first step into activism. There was probably about 15 that I got to get up here. Or today might be the next step in your already growing activism. Regardless of what your level of activism is, I hope that the next time we have a march here, that it's you up here. It doesn't matter if you're a patient. It doesn't matter if you're a professional, health professional, lawmaker, lawyer. Cannabis will help everyone. So thank you very much for coming out here today. And let's bring cannabis to Texas and get it deep, deep in the heart of Texas. It's so great to see everybody out here today. I'm, I'm kind of disappointed a little bit because our crowd's about half the size it was last year. And I think what I want to do is point out something. You guys, if the mic will cooperate, I'll point out something. You guys are the ones loyal to the cause here. Last year in the Texas legislature, yeah, they gave some CBD bill to the pharmaceutical industry that... Uh, you know, I mean, sort of. And, and, and those that are optimistic about this fight we have are certainly looking at that as a positive or a step in the right direction, and it is. It is. But we kind of got a smackdown in the Texas legislature last year. We had three very good bills before them. A decrim bill, which would reduce the penalties to a fine. We had a full legalization bill, which was our pipe dream bill, of course. But we also had a medical bill, a, a, a good medical bill, where people... It was whole plan or no plan. There's a lot of people out there that medicate themselves that don't need a doctor or a pharmacist or a pharmaceutical industry. Yes, I'm in favor of the people that are epileptic and have really serious medical disorders and need cannabis to get it in their hands first. But you know what? It's a holistic medicine too. It's none of my business why you want to use marijuana. And I'm a voter and I'm a taxpayer. And it shouldn't be anybody else's. So I'm here to tell you, I may be the only one standing out here some year 
But I'm not going home until each and every one of you can lawfully possess and use cannabis as an adult at your own discretion. People talk to me, they're like, why are you, why, the lawyers especially, they pull me aside on the elevator and they're like, dude, you're killing my business, especially when they thought those bills were going to pass. You're going to cost me $15,000, $20,000 a year. My answer to them is, if you care about justice, you'll, be what, you'll do what I plan to do, and that's move. Let's go to the next state to see that this needs it. And I mean that. When Texas is legalized, I'm gone. Because somewhere else, somebody needs this. Look, I'm so grateful for you guys to be in here today. I, I, next year, bring two people and get the two people you bring to two people. Because here's the deal. You have proved to our Texas legislature that we're not going to just get smacked away. You're back. We're not going anywhere. And we need to let them know that. You think the elected judges in this county haven't seen pictures of me talking to a crowd this size? They're a lot nicer to me. Well, learn from that. It takes numbers. It takes people. I don't care what color you are. I don't care you are. I don't care. Come on out here. When I see people out here in wheelchairs, the rest of us have no excuse. Thank you for coming out here. God bless you. And let's keep up the fight. Do we have any military veterans or active duty right now? Make some noise. First off, thank you for serving your country. Secondly, I'm going to ask you to continue to serve your country in a capacity as a marijuana activist from this day forward. And one man who is doing this in spades is my friend here, Jeremiah Looney. <laughs> Jeremiah Looney both served his country, became a marijuana activist, and then decided he was going to run for mayor of his city. And it's looking like he might just win. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for my friend, Jeremiah Moon. That's a lot of people. <laughs> Hi, my name's Jeremiah. Um, I'm medically separated. Hello? Hello? I'm medically separated from the United States Army for PTSD and degeneration of the spine. When I got out of the military, I was in the VA's care, taking upwards of 30 pills a day from methadone to Seroquel. And those pills, they were terrible. I was every hour taking something else, taking something else that kept me on the couch. And one day I decided that I wanted to kill myself. And I turned, to, I turned to cannabis then. And and within six months of smoking it, I realized that it wasn't that bad. 
You know, I could talk about what I've been through, and it saved my life and changed it immensely. And now I want to help bring this medicine to everyone. And to do that, we all have to stand up and speak out. We all have to tell our stories. Like Sean said, currently in Whiteright, Texas, it's 80 miles north of here, about 1,700 people. I'm running for mayor, and the election, the last day of the election is today. We'll find out about 9 o'clock tonight if I win. And we need to make sure... We need to make sure that we're running for office. We're the only ones that can change it. Run for city council. If you can, run for mayor. Find a precinct. Some seats aren't even are vacant. You know, find where you can get your foot in the door. Start going to your council meetings and drive your towns in the right direction. We have to change people's perception of us, and that's tough. We're going to have to step up or step up and really put ourselves out there. Tell them respectively that we use and it's none of their business. So, so make sure this next legislative session to vote, to look in to the bills that are being drawn and being passed, and meet with your reps. Write them letters, call them, try to get in, try to get in their office. And be respectable to even the ones you don't want to vote for. Be respectable to all of them. The unexamined life is not worth living. You got to get out and tell everybody what you're doing. Don't stay in the house and just pray for it to be legal. Spread the message. And to all the veterans out there, a J a day keeps the VA away. This is the Russ Belleville Show on CannabisRadio.com. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. I'm Radical Russ from the Russ Belleville Show. The story of uh, Alexis, Team Alexis. Uh, she's the little nine-year-old girl who uh, is using medical marijuana. It's the Russ Belville Show, the NPR of POT, weekdays live at 6 Eastern, 3 Pacific, exclusively on CannabisRadio.com. 
Hey everybody, it's Radical Russ here from 420 Radio inviting you to be like me and get your ink done at Lucky Horseshoe Tattoo, Fort Worth's most female-friendly, clean, sterile, awesome tattoo shop. Thomas and his crew are true artists who can design you a custom piece or use a design you bring in. Lucky Horseshoe Tattoo also offers all styles of tattooing as well as piercings and all-around fun. In the DFW area, stop by Lucky Horseshoe Tattoo and tell them Radical Russ sent you. Trust me, it'll feel awesome. It's not your father's Woodstock weed. (laughs) This is the Rush Belleville Show on CannabisRadio.com. At the end of this, we're going to march back to Hyde Park peacefully. I would encourage you to smoke them if you got them. And in fact, go ahead and smoke them if you got them right now. Because before we leave these steps... I have one final thing I would like to say. Does anybody here live in Arlington? Make some noise. Does anybody here know if your representative is Tony Tenderholt? One of you. All right, very good. Hey, me too. Tony Tenderholt is a Republican who is my representative. I've lived in Arlington for 31 years. Tony Tenderholt is a veteran who is sympathetic to the plight of medical marijuana patients in Texas. Give him a hand. However, he has not seen fit to be courageous on behalf of medical patients in Texas. Boo! I find it unacceptable that a man who has served this country and knows his brothers and sisters in arms could be benefiting right now from medical marijuana, will not fight for it right now. I am sickened by the amount of times that I have gone to see this man in the Capitol, sat down with my own brother who is suffering from stage four mantle cell lymphoma and getting sympathetic eyes, a handshake, a hug, and that being the end of it. I'm sick of it. And if Tony Tenderholt wants to hold on to his seat in Arlington, he better pay attention. Because there are people right now in his district who are medicating with medical marijuana, whether he likes it or not. And he represents these people. I'm one of them. It is not enough to be sympathetic to medical marijuana anymore, Texas lawmakers. Are you listening to me? We now have a limited medical marijuana program in the state of Texas. It is time for these Republicans, these Democrats, these independents, these libertarians to start championing marijuana in this state. Do you agree? Then do me a favor. Sometime this weekend, I want you to go and Google Tony Tenderholt and go to his campaign website and get his phone number. And on Monday, I want you to call and leave a message with one of his many very nice staffers. 
And don't get me wrong, I really like Tony Tenderholst. That's why I'm calling him out on this. Because he needs to get with the program. I would like him to be my lawmaker still, but if he's not going to get with the program, then we got a problem. And so I want every one of you, even if he's not your lawmaker, Tony Tenderholt, I want you to go and I want you to, don't email him, call him and take 60 seconds and leave a message with one of his aides and say, you know what? I'm not a constituent or maybe I am if you are, but I represent constituents who are currently dying in your district, sir, who need medical marijuana right now, sir. Not when it's politically convenient. Not when you have been a lawmaker long enough that you feel comfortable championing something controversial. Not then. Now. Right now. And if Tony Tenderholt and the rest of our Texas governing body don't get with the program, we're going to vote their asses out. Because like it or not, we're a medical marijuana state now. So your personal opinion on the matter is irrelevant. The law is the law. And I would like to see our laws get smarter to help patients better. How about you? In fact, I would like to see us have a medical marijuana program that is not limited to a list of qualifying conditions. Because I think a list of qualifying conditions is absurd. What do lawmakers in Austin know about your health? Jack shit. Your doctor knows more about it, and you, as a citizen, need to be able to have a safe conversation with your doctor, whether you're suffering from a stumped toe and an ingrown toenail, or PTSD, or fibromyalgia, Crohn's disease, cancer, I could go on and on and on and on. So the list of qualifying conditions is bogus. I want you all to understand that the only way that Texans are going to get the medicine that they need is if we legalize whole plant medical marijuana, period. It doesn't need to come from a little pharmacist. It doesn't need to have a barcode on it that says it's from GW Pharmaceuticals. It doesn't need to be any of these things. You, responsible adults, need to be able to choose what you are going to medicate yourself with. And to be fair, you're already doing it. I can see you doing it. You and you and, hey, me, hey, I, I, I need a light. I went out. Monologuing. I get some monologuing. But, but my point is this, my friends. This, if this is the only marijuana activism you do in the year, then you are letting your state and me and everyone here down. You all have a unique opportunity to be part of changing the state of Texas forever by making us a smart marijuana state. By deciding that we're no longer going to put people in cages for possessing this plant like we're not doing today. I guess we got a freebie or something. I don't know. I don't get it. But if I did this on Monday, they would lock me in a, in a cage. Yeah. 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 Freedom!
troublemakers, they got to know how you feel. They got to know where you stand. If you don't have a relationship with them, you're not doing everything that you can. And it's so easy. It's so easy. How many people, the thought of sitting down with your lawmaker kind of terrifies you? It's okay. Raise your hand. How about this? No, you won't. No, you won't. If they're locking up people who talk to their representatives about marijuana, guess who they come after first? They know where I live. I live down the street from the police station. They could come and find me at any time and find what? A misdemeanor amount of marijuana. They better have a damn good reason for kicking my door in. But the lawmakers need to know about it. They need to know you care. They need to know that it's not what they think. And you need to be the person that tells them to that. Are you with me? Number two, I want you, the next time you see a Fort Worth Police Department officer today, I want you to thank them for what they're doing for us today. Because if it wasn't for Sergeant Tracy of the Fort Worth Police Department, we would not be able to do this event the way we do it every year, safely, without arrest, exercising our first amendment. So please make sure you thank these Fort Worth Police Department officers. Third, I want us to all stay together. Our crowd is obviously slightly smaller than when we arrived. And as we know, some law enforcement are visual predators. So let's keep the herd together, right? Do I need to explain it further than that? Okay, then finally, we are going to stay at Hyde Park until five o'clock. That is the official close of the event. I would like to make sure every one of you stops at every one of those vendors and thanks them for supporting your rights as marijuana consumers and advocates in Even if you don't care what they're selling, even if you have zero interest in 100% legal CBD oil, even if you have zero interest in the finest locally blown glass in the state, even if you have zero interest in voting to change the laws here in Texas, stop by these sponsors and thank them for supporting the cause. Because this event, it was free for all of you. It cost DFW Normal around $7,000 to produce this event. And we would not have been able to do it if it weren't for every one of those vendors out there at Hyde Park waiting on you to return. So I want you to thank them if you can. Maybe a little patronage, do a little business with them. If not, just thank them and like them on Facebook, guys. Encourage these businesses to continue to support our rights. And together, we will end cannabis prohibition in the state of Texas very, very soon. This is the Russ Belleville Show on CannabisRadio.com. educator, author, and advocate, Dr. Mitch Earlywine is here to tackle the burning issues. And I'm here to clear up the myths about cannabis and burn them away with science. CannabisRadio.com presents a no-holds-barred platform that seeks to redefine and revolutionize the entire scope of the cannabis culture while opening the door for more to join the cannabis crusade. Dr. Kevin Hill. You can't ignore the fact that, like alcohol, Most people who use don't have a problem, so I think that 
you need to think about policy in that way while educating people properly about marijuana. I think that's the way to go. Burning Issues, only on CannabisRadio.com. This is the Russ Belleville Show, annoying Kevin Sabat since 2012. The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be, the Vuber way. Don't want to spend money on a night out, but don't know what to do other than watching TV or playing video games? Consider playing guitar, bass, banjo, or mandolin. The instrument will give you hours of entertainment with friends with minimal expense. Stop by the Fingerboard Extension downtown Corvallis at 120 Northwest 2nd Street today or check out its inventory on the web at fingerboardextension.com. of us pirates we go on vacation to north dakota you know because they've got a town called argusville what are you smoking there boy this is dan michaels from danmichaelsaudio.com and you're listening to radical russ on cannabisradio.com Joining us here, she's with DFW Normal, and uh, Nicolette, tell us why you're here. All right, so the reason I am here um, representing DFW Normal is because I'm about to be starting an internship with them. And just a little bit of background about how I came about being able to organize this internship. In 2014, I graduated with a Bachelor of Arts in Sociology, Psychology, and Anthropology. But in 2015, I started a Master's in Public Administration which is for anyone who wants a career working in government jobs or nonprofit places like DFW Normal. But when I realized I was going to be speaking up here today, I had to stop and ask myself a question. And if you haven't asked yourself this question yet, I really, really, truly encourage you to do so. And I asked myself, why am I passionate about this cause? And I would like to share with you some of the reasons I came up with. The first reason is my grandfather. Growing up, I'm... He was one of the closest people that I would, in my family. I spent time talking with him, listening to his favorite music, and of course, watching his favorite movie, Up in Smoke. <laughs> now, my grandfather smoked marijuana recreationally for 40 years. He also smoked Lucky Strikes for 40 years, and in 1996, he was diagnosed with throat cancer. Surgery left him missing part of his tongue, throat, and jaw. He was fed through a tube in his stomach. He went from 215 pounds to 150. He was in pain constantly. Marijuana was the only thing that helped him. Marijuana was the only thing that made him feel comfortable. It was the only thing that gave him an appetite. And it was actually while under the influence of marijuana that he managed to eat solid food again for the first time in years. In time, though, my grandfather lost access to marijuana. He no longer knew where to find any. He started smoking cigarettes again, his health began to fail, and he died from a heart attack in 2006. 
I got 10 years with my grandfather after his diagnosis, but I strongly believe that if he had had access to marijuana, I would have gotten more. I am passionate about this cause because it pains me to think that his years of suffering could have been alleviated by something as simple as a plant. And it pains me to know that there are countless others who have or are experiencing what I have experienced, all because marijuana has been criminalized. The second reason I am passionate about this cause is because of my sister. She has dedicated years of her life to military service. In fact, two weeks ago, she was just pinned as a captain, so I'm proud of her for that. But during her service, she has sustained injuries that cause her pain daily. There is a very real possibility that she is going to be medically boarded due to these injuries. Although my sister does not use cannabis, I believe that it is wrong that my sister has risked her life for our country, for our liberties not to be infringed, only to come home and face a potential medical discharge, and on top of that, be stripped of her liberty to choose a safer alternative. A safer alternative to the medications they would prescribe for her pain, which increase her likelihood of addiction and decrease her life expectancy with prolonged use. And the last reason that I am truly passionate about this cause is because of my fiancé. Without his support, I would not be up here today. My fiancé has been a daily cannabis user for longer than I have known him. It makes him a well-functioning, productive member of society. When he's not using cannabis, he grinds his teeth, he pays his paths into our floorboards, his stress and anxiety are crippling. With cannabis, I get to see him smile and laugh and enjoy going to work. According to stereotypes and stigma, however, I am supposed to believe that his cannabis use is bad. I am supposed to believe that he is just another lazy stoner. And I am supposed to believe that he belongs in a cage. I am supposed to believe that he shouldn't even be able to interact with society. I don't believe these things, but not so long ago I did fear these stereotypes and stigma. I was scared to express my true opinion on cannabis legalization. I worried about what my family, friends, and coworkers would say. If you were anything like I was, or if you know people who still have these same fears, and I'm sure that you do, I want to encourage everyone to be afraid no more. Do not be afraid to start the conversation. It was not until I told my family that I was going to intern for DFW Normal that I ever spoke openly about cannabis with them. I was nervous about how they would react. When I came home at 18 with my knuckles tattooed, I got a long lecture from my mom, okay? I expected a lecture when I told them I was going to be doing this internship. But to my surprise, I was not lectured or ridiculed. To my surprise, I found out that my grandmother has been against prohibition for decades. To my surprise, I was now being asked my opinion on medical cannabis use for another member of our family. So if I can leave you with anything today, I'd like to leave you with this. Ask yourself why you are passionate about this cause, and after that, start the conversation with your families, friends, acquaintances, whoever, everyone. You may be surprised also. Help someone find their voice as I was able to find my voice up here today. Thank you. Give it up. I'm so excited for you because I had an intern. Uh, I used to work for Normal, uh, National, and this young man named Kurt Hester came to be my intern. Uh, he was just shocked.
shocked that you can get college credit sitting around listening to me talk about weed. It's, it's like, wow, I never really. He is now uh, working with Cannabis Radio. He's been involved in the legal cannabis industry now. He opened up a dispensary at one point. He's been involved in the industry now for four or five years. So kudos to you for getting involved with the FDB Normal. If you know other college students, they may not know this is possible. It's not like their advisors say, well, you know, you can get credit work with the This is the Russ Belleville Show. The Russ Belleville Show is blogging and podcasting daily at RadicalRuss.com. You take a seat, you manage, you grow it, you grow it.